Good morning. Today is Wednesday, November the 15th, and we're studying the Bible study guide for the fourth quarter of 2023. The Bible study guide for this quarter is called God's Mission, My Mission. And today we continue to study lesson number seven. The reading for today is called Loving Others as We Love Ourselves. Let us pray. Our loving Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for the blessings you continue to give us day after day. And Lord, we ask you to help us to love others like we love ourselves. We ask you to send us your Holy Spirit as we study this Bible study guide this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. We begin the reading for today with a question. Read Matthew 22, 37 through 40. And here's a question. How does what Jesus himself said here compare to his answer to the lawyer in Luke 10, 27 and 28? So let's read first Matthew 22, 37 through 40. And he said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commands depends all the law and the prophets. So how does this right here that we just read compare to Jesus' answer in Luke 10, 27 through 28? And Luke 10, 27, 28 says, And he answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. So this is basically the same thing. You should love your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind. And uh, in Matthew, it just says, with all your mind, it misses the strength. But it's basically saying the same thing here. And so basically, Jesus is saying, this is what, or, or the, the, the person is telling Jesus, this is what we should do. And Jesus is saying, yes, if you do this, it says, you will live. According to Matthew 22, 37 through 40, Jesus made it clear that the everyday expression of true belief hangs upon these two commandments. And Luke chapter 10, verses 27, 28, makes it clear that if a person does these two things, then he or she will have eternal life. Love is the underlying principle of God's government in heaven and earth, and it must be the foundation of the Christian character. This alone can make and enable him steadfast. This alone can enable him to withstand trial and temptation. Now we have another question in our reading. Read Galatians 5.14, Micah 6, 6-8, and 1 John 4.20-21. And this is the question. How do these verses reinforce what Jesus has told us about these two commandments? So let's read Galatians 5.14. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Micah 6, 6-8 With what shall I come before the Lord, or bow myself before God on high? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves, of, with calves a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams and ten thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? He has told you, O man, what is good, and what does the Lord require of you, but to do justice, and to love kindness, and walk humbly before your God. And the last one, 1 John 4, 20 and 21. If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. For he 
who does not love his brother whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him. Whoever loves God must also love his brother. So how do these verses reinforce what Jesus has told us? It basically just says love is the most important thing. You have to love others. And here's the key that I understand. And I think this will help you understand as well. And that is, it's not saying you love others. It's really loving others. It's not saying you love God. It's really loving God. It's not saying you love others. It's really loving others. And so, you know, people, people often talk about, oh, th those people um, are legalists because they, they, they concentrate too much on obeying God's commandments. And, you know, there's, there's people like that who, who do that. However, and here's a very important aspect of this, is that obeying God's commandments is not enough. And the reason is because you can obey many of God's commandments and sometimes all of God's commandments from the outside and from an external source without loving God and without loving your fellow man. So here's the key. Loving God and loving your fellow man is obedience in everything and much, much more. So this is a mistake that many people make. They think, oh, God is reducing what we have to do. He's saying we don't have to do that much work. We don't have to concentrate on work. And he's right. We don't have to concentrate on the work. But, and here's the key. When we truly love God, we will be obeying God in everything he asks. Remember, Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey my commandments. And so love causes you to obey the first four commandments. Love for God causes you to obey the first four commandments. And love for man causes you to obey the next six commandments. And as well as all the other commandments that are found in the Bible when we really have love. So that's the key. True love, real love, not just saying I love. I just want to make sure that I, I, I don't confuse anyone. This means that my focus is on Jesus. And as I focus on Jesus, he will bring the love in me so that I can love. And as a consequence of that, I will obey as well. My focus cannot be on obedience. If my focus is on obedience, I am not focusing on God. And I will not only not obey right, because I'm trying to do this out of my own, but also, I won't be loving as either. So focusing on obedience, I fail in obedience and I fail in love. Focusing on love, I get love from Jesus, from God, and he brings that obedience in me as well. According to Paul, for all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. For Paul, loving God can be practically seen only when love is exemplified in how we treat others. Even though he stated that the righteous shall live by faith, yet living by faith is not something that is hidden, unknown, or unseen by others. Paul, Micah, and John make it clear that practical works demonstrate the reality of the faith that we claim. 
In 1 Corinthians 13, Paul states very forcibly that if one claims to have great knowledge or do great things or have great faith or even to give up one's life but does not have love, then that person has become like a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And now we have a question at the end of our reading. So we finish the reading, and here's a question. Look at the Ellen G. White quote above. What? Notice what she says about how only in love can people remain steadfast and endure temptation. And here's the question. How does this idea show that the command to love is not salvation by works, but instead an expression of faith that we have in Jesus? So we're going to take a look at that quote. That quote comes from Christ Object Lessons, and it says, Love is the underlying principle of God's government in heaven and in earth, and it must be the foundation of the Christian character. This alone can make and keep him steadfast. This alone can enable him to withstand trial and temptation. And so love is the underlying principle. Love only comes from God. I can only get that from God. I concentrate on having that relationship with Jesus, on surrendering to Jesus, and he brings that love in me that I can love him with and I can love others. And the question is, how does this idea show that the command to love is not salvation by works, but instead an expression of faith that we have in Jesus? We cannot get that love without that expression of faith that we have in Jesus. That's our relationship with Jesus is how we are able to get that love, not because we're able to grasp it or obtain it, but because then Jesus gives it to us when we surrender ourselves to him in love. And so Jesus gives us, we say, I love you, Jesus. Now my love is weak. My love is not strong. But when I say I love you, Jesus, and I surrender to Jesus, Jesus then makes the little love that I have that's weak and small, he makes it huge because then he puts his love in me. And now I'm not loving with my own love, but I'm loving with Jesus' love. And Jesus' love comes with obedience. It comes with fruit. And the fruit will be shown. And this is not salvation by works. It is not something that I'm looking at my works and I'm concentrating on my works and I'm saying I need to do these works in order to be saved. What I'm doing in order to be saved is just having that love relationship with Jesus and then Jesus places the rest in me. Let us pray. Our loving Heavenly Father, Lord, we ask you to help us to concentrate on, on getting close to you, on getting to know you, on developing that relationship with you and asking you to to help us to surrender to you and fill us with your love. And that love that you fill us with, that will help us to be loving and kind and caring, but also obedient. And I and, and those who are listening, we will obey God in all that he asks, not because we are striving to do that, but because God is just flowing that love and out of this love that God is giving us flows obedience to him. And so we ask you to please be with us the rest of this day. Take care of us. Help us to draw closer to you. Help us to stay close to you. We ask you this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for being with us this morning. I encourage you to join us again tomorrow morning as we continue to study this amazing Bible study guide called God's Mission, My Mission. Thank you and God bless you.